Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hope we're doing all right. We're about to get started in just a moment. Hello, it's Pastor Ray, and I want to just thank you for being here on the unction. Are we ready to go? Okay, let's see what's going on here with our sound. Testing, one, two. One, two, all right. All right. I am uh, checking and making sure that all of our levels are okay. I know that I, I got some room sound, but I want to make sure I have the the uh, feed sound. And sometimes uh, the technology is a wonder. All right. All right, a little like we're going. I'm looking for some live chats, making sure we're there. All right. Praise the Lord. Here we are. We're here on the unction. I want to say thank you for joining us. Sorry about the slow start, but we are going to go ahead and get this thing started. The, the topic for tonight is a good one. People asked me for it, so I am definitely going to jump into it. And the topic for tonight is witchcraft in, to church, in the church. Latasha said, finally, I made it to a live. I'm glad to have you with us, Latasha. We appreciate you being here. And we're going to talk about this thing tonight. It's going to be a great topic, witchcraft in the church. Witchcraft in the church. I'm Pastor Ray once again. Thank you for joining us on The Unction, uh, TH45888. Good evening. Carol Miller, uh, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. The first thing I want to do, I want to go ahead and get this out the way because... I told you last week that the unction is more than just a web series, is more than just a channel on YouTube. We really are doing the work, and I said that I would have pictures with me this week. So I want to just show you some of the things we've done to just give back to the community, help people out. We was giving away turkeys and, and bags of food. Once again, we're not uh, the type of people to have one day above another, but we are the type of people that's going to give to our community and, and we didn't want to put anyone out there you know just some people don't want you to show their face or whatever what we want to show is that we're doing the work what we want to show is that we're more than just you know having conversations here and we have more bags in the back and more turkeys out of the freezer praise the lord we were giving the folk and i just wanted to show that we're actually out here doing the work when the year began we actually went into the neighborhood and gave away like $7,000 worth of clothes, came back, gave away another $2,000 worth of clothes. Uh, we're constantly helping people with their homes, their bills. We're feeding families. We're helping the fatherless, the motherless. Um, and, and that's what we're about. So I want you to know that we're doing more than just getting on the camera and running our mouths. So if you would like to give towards this work, we ask that you would do so. It's going to help somebody. Uh, in fact, the, the brother that you saw in the video helping to hand things out, he's our bishop um, over the organization, and we've, we've served and, and just built together. Uh, we have a, a wonderful ministry here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and, and we're just going to help God's people any way we can. So if you would like to give towards the work, please do. Uh, once again, we're headquartered in Charlotte, North Carolina. Most people, if they don't have a camera and they don't have a microphone or a little setup or whatever, they don't have a voice. We've been serving God, and uh, I can log off and keep on serving the Lord. So I, I just want you to understand this is a real ministry. And if you would like to give towards the work of God and, and just help us to continue to be a love and a support in the kingdom, we ask you to do so. But we're not going to stay on that long. We're here <laughs> once again to talk about witchcraft in the church. Um, ever since the Lord Jesus Christ established his church, what you got to understand is where the power of God is in operation, there's always been a counterfeit spirit. Let me tell you, uh, it, it says, uh, Shema Hawkins, good evening, glad I'm able to see you online. Saw you on TikTok and I said, I got to listen to this brother immediately. You a real one for real. I, I really appreciate that. 
All I want to do is be real with God. All I want to do is be right with God. The name of the show is The Unction. And what is The Unction? Those of you who've been here weekly, The Unction is the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. This comes out of 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, where it says that you have an unction that will teach you all things. So when most preachers preach, they're trying to get you to agree with whatever they think. And I'm saying to you, my opinion don't matter. I'm saying to you that the only thing I want you to depend on is the unction of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. And I want to make sure I'm walking by the unction of the spirit, which is the teaching ministry of the Holy Ghost. And I want to make sure I'm taking people to the scriptures so they can see what God think. And, and, and that's what I want you to do when we talk about this even, because I'm going to talk about things that pastors might have never brought up. I'm going to speak on things that churches might have never even thought about. And there are some theologies and, and, and systems of thinking through the Bible, systems of hermeneutics that counsel out everything to do with the spiritual realm. It's just read the Bible, do the best you can. After the apostles died, the Holy Spirit don't do nothing no more. And I'm saying to you, that's not where I stand. I've seen God move. I've seen God operate. I've seen the Lord do things that I cannot explain with human uh, uh, thoughts. I, I can only say it belonged to the Lord. So that being said, I'm going to talk about a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, depend on the unction of the Holy Spirit, the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit to guide you in this. So as we always do, let's go into the word of God, the word of God. I want to talk about witchcraft in the church. I'm coming from Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Here we go. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain through soothsaying. Okay, I want you to know what the word divination is. I want you to know what the word divination is in this verse. It is the word python. Python, the definition, if you go down to the definition, it is python, a mythical serpent slain by Apollo, and it is used for divination. Okay, here's what I want you to understand about these uh, witchcraft movements that try to infiltrate the church. It's just like the spirit of a python. It's all-encompassing. It's something that you have to work towards. That's why when people are working in divination, you will see the church always trying to live up to what the pastor thinks, always trying to live up to what the first lady thinks, always trying to live up to what the, the, the ministers are saying, always trying to live up to, and it's a spirit of python. It constricts. All right, but let's, let's go back to the scripture. She had a spirit of divination. Verse 17, Acts 16, 17. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. All right. Coming back from that scripture. One thing that is interesting about those who have a spirit of witchcraft and divination. They can sometimes sound orthodox. The young lady didn't say nothing wrong. They were servants of God. They were there to show them the way of salvation, which was Jesus Christ. But the problem is the spirit behind it. And I'm going to show you that oftentimes what classifies as witchcraft in the church, what often classifies as witchcraft in the church is the spirit behind the action. It's not necessarily the action. It's a spirit behind the action. Let, let me keep going. Let me keep going. I'm going to go to verse 18. And this did she many days. She was not immediately dismissed. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Yes, Latasha, she had knowledge. She had insight that the rest of the people didn't know. And she was declaring it. But there was something about the spirit that it would not allow the apostolic to agree with it. And he said, come out of her. 
And what I am saying on today, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that the spirit of divination is broken in somebody's life. I pray that somebody sees this tonight and God breaks the spirit of Python. I pray that someone sees this, whether here live or later on. I hope that someone sees this video and it breaks the Python spirit. You will not give your money to these false prophets no more. You will not spend your days and nights running behind people who hate you. You will not spend your nights worrying about some false prophet, whether he liked what you did or didn't do, or rather some first lady who have a manipulative, controlling demon like what you said or did. You will not spend your life running out of your mind, but in the name of Jesus Christ, somebody is going to get free from the Python spirit. And you wonder why. Here it is. Here it is. You wonder why people are a part of churches and a part of ministries and it takes up their whole life. They sacrifice their husbands, their wives, their children to these movements. And the reason why is because it's a Python. It is constricting. It is controlling. It is controlling. And God is going to set somebody free from this mess tonight. And, and I want you to understand what witchcraft, this, this is what I want you to understand here. An apostolic mandate attracts the attention of the witch. I'm going to say it again. The apostolic mandate attracts the attention of the witch. Now let me tell you why I am so adamant about this subject. It is because I have been attacked by witchcraft in ministry. I remember a witch getting her coven together, standing in a funeral home to cast spells on the work of God in my life. And that was three years ago. The ministry started when the world shut down in COVID, and yet the Lord has been faithful. Why? Because I stand for God. I stand for what God stands for. And he has fought my battles. There's a song that says, fight my battle, Lord. Can't nobody fight like you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And, and what I want you to understand is when you have an apostolic mandate, I'm not saying everybody's an apostle. But I'm saying when you have a mandate to plant churches, to uh, raise up sons unto God, to give the word of the Lord, to be uncut, to be pure, to go back to the original scriptures for what the, whatever it said, line on line, precept on precept. Everyone know me. That's why some people hang with me. That's why some people go away. Because whatever the Bible say, I'm just with it. I'm just with it. And there's some things that people can handle. There's some things that people can't handle. And I say, baby, I'm not God. Depend on the unction. Depend on the unction. So, so what happens is, what happens is, if you have an apostolic mandate on your life to raise up sons and daughters unto God, it attracts the attention of the witch. The witch is subtle. It won't come in directly. It will always have a curve to it. It'll always have a curve to it. You'll always have these people who will try to attach to an anointing. Why? Because they see the control. They see the, 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 the stage and they see the, the money that comes through the church and they don't want it to be God's. They want it to be theirs. So they were attached to an anointing and she was talking right. It seemed like she had some knowledge that had to come from God, but it was the spirit behind it. And I'm, I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to show you some things. I got to go through a lot of different forms of witchcraft. You got... And I could do three hours on every last one of these topics. Witchcraft that happens through music. Witchcraft that happens in, in giving and finances. Witchcraft that happens through uh, sex magic. Um, witchcraft that has to do with signs and symbols. I can go through each of these. I can do a three-hour seminar on every last one of these topics. But I'm trying to cram all of this information into one sitting. So we're going to be going at breakneck speeds. But all I'm trying to do is wake up your mind, stir up your pure mind, and let you know, church, wake up. Some things are not of the, the spirit of God. It is the flesh and the devil. And you got to know the intent of the heart. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Because sometimes the difference between God and witchcraft is intent. Let me say that again. Sometimes the difference between God and witchcraft in the individual is intent. And I'm going to show it to you. Where have we seen? All right, I just showed you Acts chapter 16 where it happened in Paul's ministry. 
Where did we see it happen? In Peter's ministry. Simon the sorcerer. All right? I told you, the apostolic attracts the witch. It is a spirit of sorcery that tried to attach to Peter. And, and Simon the sorcerer came around. And when he came around, what happened in that story? It says that Simon the sorcerer spoke to Simon Peter. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, this is why I want you to understand what the books of the Bibles are for. Because the book of Acts is a history book. It's a history book. The epistles are of explanation of the doctrine. The illustration of the doctrine was in Jesus Christ in the four Gospels. The propagation of the gospel is in the book of Acts. The explanation of this good news is in the epistle letters. The consummation of this good news is in the book of Revelation, when the consummation of all things, eschatology. All right, so Acts is the propagation of the gospel. It is a history book, and it is a transitory book where God wants you to see some pictures. These things happen literally in the book of Acts, but there are some pictures that God wanted you to see also. Here's the picture that he wanted you to see with Simon the sorcerer. In Simon Peter. He wanted you to see if it were possible, it would deceive the very elect because it was a Simon dealing with a Simon. I had somebody tell me last week that a, a, a gossiper, a, those of you who know the chief church gossiper in the, in the African-American church, I don't care to call him out tonight. I call him out plenty of times when I feel moved to do it, when I feel the unction to do it. But the chief gossiper of the black church, somebody said to me last week, well, he operates like an apostle, if you ask me. You know what? That don't shock me because Simon faced Simon. Simon the sorcerer spoke to Simon Peter and, and said, can I buy this spiritual thing with this money? Can I buy this power with this money? And then Simon Peter, the true apostle, said, you and your money perish. Because you think you can buy the, the Holy Spirit of God with money. He said, you in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And, and here's the thing. The Lord was trying to get us to see that even that Satan will even transform his ministers as angels alight. The Lord wanted you to see a picture that in the church you're going to see some things that look genuine, seem genuine, seem right, feels right, and it's going to be of the enemy. And you have to have discernment. And I told you a few weeks ago, the first place we learn discernment is in the word. That's why we got to get in the scripture. That's why we got to get out of our feelings all the time and get back in the scripture. I'm going to show you something about feelings in just a minute. I got my keyboard set up over here because I got to play a little bit to teach tonight. So I want you to stick around. All right. So my thing is we got to get so much out of our feelings and get back into what does the Bible say? What does the scripture say? And if we stay in the scriptures, that's the first place to discern. And once you have built up enough scripture in the inside, the Holy Ghost brings it all to your remembrance. Lord have mercy. I'm, I'm excited tonight. Look over me. The spirit brings things back to your remembrance and then you're able to operate from the spirit of discernment and you will know the difference between, between light and darkness. So I wanted you to see it in the ministry of Paul with the damsel. I wanted you to see it in the ministry of Peter when it came to Simon the sorcerer. How it, it will seem real. It will seem genuine, but it's not of God. That is the first thing I need you to know about. That's the first thing I know, need you to know about. Now, I'm going to go here. I'm, I see this uh, whiteboard set up back here. Y'all going to make me teach tonight. I'm going to show you this because I want you to keep this, uh, this chart in mind. I want you to keep this chart in mind. There are some things that are simply the Holy Spirit in operation. You can't explain it no other way. There are some things that are just scientific. It's going to where I told you in the last teaching. The science is the science. I don't care what you believe. And then there are some things that dwell over here in sorcery. Notice that I put these gateways here. There are some things that operate between the spirit and science. There are some things that operate between sorcery and science. Now over here, I'm going to give you a good example. 
whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are clean, whatsoever things are good report, if they're being in virtue, if they're being in praise, think on these things. Why? Because the science tells us that we are creatures of habit. If we rehearse things over and over and over again, we'll develop our habits, we'll develop our characters. So if we keep thinking on it and meditating on it and pondering it, it will get in our spirit. But the spiritual thing is the weapons of our warfare are not carnival mighty through God pulling down strongholds and every thought, bringing every thought into captivity of the obedience of Christ. So that lies somewhere in here. Now over here, you got the law of attraction and, and you got as above, so below and, and you have yoga meditation and so forth. And the difference between operating here and operating here is the intent of the heart. It's the intent of the heart. And we got to understand that we have to be careful where our heart lies. We have to be careful where our heart lies. We have to be careful about what we allow in. We have to be careful about what we're doing because if we don't, we'll end up in trouble. So I want you to keep this chart in mind because we're going to talk about some things and there are some people who don't understand, well, well, is, is it demonic? No, it's not demonic. It's just, there is a science to this. There's a science to this. It's not demonic. But I want to get into the different um, words that, that are very relevant. The next thing that I want you to understand is what is the word witchcraft in the Bible? The word witchcraft in the Bible is the word pharmacia. Pharmacia. Look at the definition. The use of medicine, drugs, or spells. In the book of Revelation, when it says they will not repent of their sorcery, he's saying they won't repent of their pharmacia. So this drug culture that's coming upon our children, this drug culture propagated by the rappers, this is pharmacia. This is the sorcery that the Bible is speaking of. But also as people who are before souls, we are prescribing things. And if we're operating in God's spirit, it's a medicine. All right? It's a medicine. People can get delivered. People can get free. People can get the, the, the bonds broken off of them. If you prescribe prayer, the scriptures, worship, I'm talking about the keys to the kingdom, prayer, the word, worship, fasting, doing the will of God, giving. If we prescribe these things for God's people, we're operating in good intent. And we're operating in a safe place. But if we are prescribing, uh, get, give me money and you'll get super rich and, and God never want you to suffer and God never want you to have a, a bad day and nothing ever going to be wrong as long as you just keep praising. If we tell people stupid stuff like that, then they'll continue to be disappointed in their spiritual walk. They continue to be defeated in their spiritual walk because sometimes God give you the power to walk through the storm. Sometimes God give you the power to live and walk through the sickness. Sometimes God give you the power to deal with the loss and you have a testimony through the pain to say that I have a peace that passes understanding. The joy that he gave me is not as the world giveth and it's not something the world can take. Lord have mercy. This is where we got to get the church to. We got to get the church to a place that's above uh, materialism, that, that is above humanism. There's a place above foolishness. And that's where we got to get God's people. Come on in here. Lord have mercy. So uh, I, I wanted to lay down some foundation. I, I'm going to go a few places. I want to show you one thing right off the bat. I want to show you a, a picture that involves sex magic in the Bible. I want to give you a picture that involves sex magic in the Bible. Now, I'm going to take you to my phone. I'm in the book of Proverbs, chapter 7. Chapter 7, praise the Lord. And I'm going to go at verse 7. And behold, among the simple ones, I discern among the youths a young man void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house in the twilight of the evening in the black and dark of night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot. Oh, so according to the Bible, you can dress like a harlot. Let me keep going before I get somebody mad and subtle of heart. Verse 11. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. 
Slow down, Ray. Breathe, Lord Jesus. Now is she without, now in the streets, and live in wait at every corner. She, so she caught him, verse 13, and kissed him, and with an impudent face said unto him, uh, I mean, just straight face, look in his eyes. Look at 14. I have peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. Look at this witch. Verse 15. Therefore came I forth to meet thee diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. Look at that. Look at that word, Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with mirth, aloes, and cinnamon. This woman was setting a tone, setting a trap, sex magic. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. Uh, uh, and now I can go into that. The, the, the bottom part of that story is the young, ignorant young man got himself killed messing with somebody, a woman. That's the end of the story. But I want to show you that in the Bible is describing setting the moods, setting the tones, the look, the words, the, the pretense of, um, of spirituality. She was a spiritual sounding woman. That, brothers, get away from these women talking about I'm spiritual. <laughs> Sisters, get away from these brothers talking about I'm spiritual. This was someone who's spiritual. All right? But it talked about the, the myrrh. This, this is stuff that's used in the... Um, in the incense to burn, in the linens of Egypt, the bed of Egypt, there's a reason why you brought that up. Because Egypt is the place where the practicing of sex magic was most prevalent. Let, now I'm going to have to go back to my board. I'm going to have to go back to my board. Because there are many different symbols to deal with sex magic. And I'm going to show you probably the most popular and most... Um, Powerful symbol dealing with sexual magic. I showed you that. Hopefully you got that, that in your heart and understand it. One of the most powerful symbols of sex magic would be this. And we know this as ankh, okay? The ankh is actually many things. This is the, the equinox in the sky and the sun going through the equinoxes and so when the sun is on that cross, it was a picture in the heavens of what would happen. But, and, but Lord knows, I, I don't feel like arguing with people. <laughs> but not only that, they call this the symbol of life. They call this the tree of life. This represents the uh, phallus of a man. This represents the opening of a woman. And when you bring together the man and the woman, then you have the child. So that's called the tree of life. I'm trying to get in the shot a little bit. <laughs> that's called the tree of life. So what happens is when those two connect, when the woman connects with the man, they say an energy is released every time they connect. Boom. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be graphic. But they say when they connect and connect, energy is released. It goes up through the cosmic universe, back down. Up through the cosmic universe, back down. And they say that energy is released. And then whatever, once again, whatever you have on your mind, during the time of release, thank you, uh, Wu, you're back on here. Whatever you have on your mind in the time of release, it sends the intention into the universe. And the universe sends that energy back down. And, and then you receive the intent on your mind that you had during your release. I'm, I'm trying not to be too vulgar. But what I'm saying to you is that is why... Of all the places that this passage could have mentioned, she mentioned the linens of Egypt because Egypt is the place where the sex magic was really uh, in, in full swing, the practitioners of that was. So I need you to understand that that's one of the, the most powerful symbols of sexual magic. And you know what? I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to go back to it because I'm going to show you another symbol you probably never thought about. And this symbol is going to take me to the music. I told you, we're going to go at uh, breakneck speeds. But this symbol is going to take me to the music. All right. Okay. Now, when it comes to sex magic, I I'm trying to get in a shot. I don't know if I'm – there we go. <laughs> okay. So, I told you the, the, the phallus of a man and the opening of a woman. Okay. Now, here's another symbol for the, the man and the woman. The man – is symbolized as an arrow. 
It says the man is an arrow. He penetrates. Okay? They say the woman is a cup. She receives champagne glass. That's why, that's why they shaped it that way because it's, it's anyway. Um, the champagne glass. The man is like an arrow. He pierces. The, woman is, uh, the cup of a woman is like a, a champagne glass. Now, here is the sex magic. Like, just like the unk, when you join the man and the woman together, you get another symbol. <laughs> when you join the man and the woman together, you get another symbol. And this is the symbol. This is the masculine em- energy of the man, the feminine energy of the woman. And they say when you bring this together, this is how you get your children. Now, this also happened during, let me, let me say this. I'm going to show you something that tripped me out. See, I got to teach tonight. I got to teach tonight. (laughs) This symbol behind me, the star that I just showed you, is what happened during the pandemic. And a lot of people don't know that. The six is a very important symbol. They use it in Judaism, but it's a very important symbol. Okay, here's the thing. Everyone had to stand in the six during the pandemic. They had to stand in the six. Anyone during the pandemic, one, two, three, four, five, six. Now, now the deeper part of this is this would be the seven, the menorah. But the world is standing in the six. And what is the six? This is where we get our word hex. Hexagram. Forgive me how I'm writing and spelling. Just just go with me. Go with me. The hexagram, right? Now, those who work in witchcraft, when they want to harm someone, they say, I put a hex on them. So everyone in the pandemic had to stand six feet apart. They literally had to stand in the hex. They literally had to stand in the spell. Everyone stood in the six. The six is a powerful number. The, uh, it, yes, I do need an assistant. <laughs> the six is a powerful number. The six is a powerful system. And I want to show you that the six is used in the Bible. I want to show you the six is used in the Bible. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Let's see if I can find this quickly. I'm using the, the Bible gateway resource. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to go to the book of Daniel. Work with me. Don't be disobedient. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel chapter, what is that? Chapter three. Daniel chapter 3, let's go there, and I want to show you the um, 6 being used in the Bible. Here we go. Daniel chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits, that's 60, and the breadth thereof six cubits, all right, whose height was three score cubits, that's 60, and the breadth thereof six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent the, to gather together the princes, the governors and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes and governors and, and captains and judges and treasurers and counselors, the sheriffs and all the rulers of the provinces gathered unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. I'm trying to read quickly because I don't want to hold you forever. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbook, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king have set up. All right. So we saw the six. Now I got to go to my keyboard. Now I get to go to my keyboard. Stay with me. We saw the six and the six used in uh, the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And look, with with them using that statue in the six, he said, wait on the music. Wait on the music. And when you hear the music, you'll get to going. Now, music is based on numbers. Those of us who play music, we know it's based on numbers. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. All right, so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Shh, stop talking about my singing. Okay, now, 
All right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. Now, if you're playing congregational music, it, it's dealing with the one. It's, it's usually on the one. Okay, stuff like that, you know. Oh, on some glad morning when this light, whatever. Okay, it's usually dealing around the one. Now, look at this. It's just science. Like I said before, it's just science, but it's the truth. When I want to get deep, when I want to get uh, inspirational, six instruments, that's right. Exactly. Great observation. <laughs> Look, when I want to get deep, when I want to get inspirational, when I want to take everybody, oh, just, just begin to worship, what do I do? Like I said, it's a number system. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. All right? Now, if I'm just learning to play the keyboard and I want to get all deep, I don't start on the one. I'll go to the six. I'm going to show you. Six, five, four is all you need. You can be deep. You can watch this. Watch this. The six of the scale. Let us all begin to worship. Don't, don't they do what they do? <laughs> Man, it tripped me out. When, when you start to worship, they the, everybody begin to worship. Lift your hands and bless the Lord in this in this church. I want you to begin to give God the glory. And they'll do the six, because the six scientifically <laughs> it invokes emotion. You know, even if you play a uh, secular song, Silver Bells. It's just, it's just a, uh, <laughs> it's just a way to quickly shift people into a different mood. Did you feel the, like, the mood change? It, I mean, just show, anybody in here, I know it was hard to follow because of how crazy I did it, but... Anybody sense like, oh man, like that they do do that. The room shifts when they go to these dark chords or whatever. And once again, the difference between witchcraft and spirituality is intent. It's just intent. Okay? So what happens is we end up operating in the six. Shamar Hawk is laughing at me. <laughs> we end up operating in the six. And this is the flesh. Man was created on the sixth day. This is the flesh. And we're in church operating on the sixth. We're in church operating in the flesh. And what we're supposed to do is seven the church. That's a whole nother teaching. That's a whole nother teaching. <laughs> what we're supposed to do is seven God's church. We're supposed to seven God's ministry. What does it mean to seven his ministry? It means to perfect it. There are, there's, there's only so far we can go with this. And I want to say it's not evil on its own. It's just when we depend on this to get the spirit going and the mood to change in the building, it helps you think. It helps you pray. It's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. This is only the six. The only way to seven the church is to get in the spirit. Is to get under the anointing. Is to get under the power of God. And the only way to really get into the presence of God is there got to be some truth interjected. Sometimes you need to tell the truth. Well, all the time you need to tell the truth. And you won't have to depend on the six. They'll cry out to God on their own because of a truth. I know I was in adultery. I know I was in fornication. I know I was a thief. Thank you, Latasha. Manipulation. I know I was in this mess. And because of that, I have got to get delivered. And nobody hit a key yet because the truth of God will destroy the yokes. The Bible says my word is like a fire and like a hammer that break the rock into pieces. It will break the rock into pieces. My God in heaven today. I'm, I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to let you know that the reason why we have so much ma manipulation in the church is because of this python spirit. 
It's this Python spirit. Why did I go through all that? Because now I want to show you that when they use all of this together, it's now getting you to your money. I told you that witchcraft was in the songs. I told you witchcraft was in the services. And I'm going to show you the witchcraft when it comes to the money. There is something in witchcraft, and I could, I could actually walk you through this spell. It's called a money bowl. Lord have mercy. I don't know if I should even say it that much. It's something called a money bowl. And there's a spell. You want to use a metal. It needs to be metal or gold or, or copper or um, glass even. You, you better watch these offering plates. You better watch these offering plates. Because some people have stone in the witchcraft. And the, the pastor has to feed the money bowl until a certain time. And then they release the money out and give to certain people and you thinking oh well, they're just so nice or they're just so giving no the demon tells them when to release some money back to charity in order so that the demon can keep working so you can't give or receive from certain offerings and let me show you how the manipulation happens in the services now if i have used the six i have manipulated you oh, oh yeah let me say this real quick these pastors who keep sleeping with a lot of people in that congregation that's a part of the sex magic. That's why those women can't get away. Some of these pastors, it, it, ain't even like, it ain't even like he was all that good, to be honest. But it's the sex magic, and you can't get away. I'm going to be honest before I move from this topic. One of the greatest practitioners of sex magic in church, and, and, and I, I, just, um, I just have to be honest, Jamal Bryant, and I know I, a lot of people might log off, Jamal Bryant, that's why that boy can't get free because it is what he does unknowingly, unconsciously through his promiscuity that gives him the spiritual dark energy for his stage presence. And that's why there is such an, a, a seduction in his speech. Um, uh, there, there, there's all sorts of people. I, I mean, I could, I could just go through different things, but let me continue on. Now, when it comes to the money, let me show you what they do. They use the six, they get people emotional. Now they say, God told me you're this God told me that. Yes. Prophet. Yes. Prophet. God told me the other. Yes. Prophet. Oh, the Lord gave me your phone number. Yes. Prophet. And then at the end of it, you don't shout it. You don't dance. You don't cry. You roll over the floor. So now that same prophet, now he gets a revelation. God wants me to, uh, receive a hundred dollars from you. God want me to get $100 from you. If you sow $100, you sow $1,000, your life would be changed. Now, you don't fail for all the, uh, you don't fail for the six. You don't fail for the hex. So now, everything else, he said, got to be golden too. It got to be golden because everything else was yes. So why isn't the offering part a yes? Now they got you. So I'm, I'm saying we have to be careful we have to be careful when we come to these ministries. We have to be careful to know what spirit is, is uh, uh, guiding these folk. And, and I'm going I'm to show you something. I'm going to show you something. Here's my last scripture. I want to go to the book of Matthews, and I'm almost done. Matthews chapter 2, verse 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came, here's the two words, wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now I want you to see what that word wise man was originally. It is a magician, an eye, an orienter, astrologer, uh, go down to the definition, a magician, an astrologer by implication, a magician, usage of sorcerer, a magician, or wizard. Okay, they wanted to drive that in. Good, good, good. Now, here's what you needed to understand. In church, and, and I'm at the end of this thing, my last few minutes is to show you there, there is witchcraft without this because here is the, de the working definition of witchcraft. I wish I would have did this at the beginning, but here it is. Any attempt to manipulate reality through ungodly means. Any attempt to manipulate reality through ungodly means. That's witchcraft. Any attempt. It don't, it don't mean, it, it don't mean just the six. It don't mean just the offering plate. It don't mean just prophecy. Here's what I mean in the church. It's further than sage. It's further than crystals. We can call that stuff out, but you need to call out that Jezebel spirit in your own wife. You need to call out that Jezebel spirit in your own children. 
You need to get rid of that Eli spirit. Eli allowed his children to do whatever. That's, that is an enabling demon that allows the, the children to destroy God's house. These people who manipulate the saints and guilt you into service and guilt you into giving and guilt you into helping and make you feel like God has left you if they don't like you. It is a spirit of manipulation that is working through the songs, through the, the, the offerings, through the music, through the, it's working in so many ways. Like I said, I could take an hour on each thing, but the, the magi, the magi getting back to that Lord have mercy. I'm on a tangent. The difference between where they could have been working in sorcery or working with God was the intent of their heart. They saw a star that would lead them to the Christ. And the intent of their heart was, we want to know what God says about the star, not what the star is saying about God. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. The matchup between them being real or false was, what did God say about that star? Not what is the stars telling me about God. That is the difference with the magi that, that was in the Bible. These were people with the right heart and the right intent. There are people who look at the stars and want the stars to tell them what God has for them. But I am one that look at what God has said about what's going to happen with the stars because they are all movable. The Bible talks about the stars of heaven being shaken and thrown to the earth. So I will not base my life on things that are movable. I will base my soul on the immutable God, not on astronomy, astrology. I will not base my soul on the movable elements of the universe, but on the immovable solid rock. The Bible talks about the monthly prognosticator who comes up with nothing, the monthly astrologer who comes up with nothing. We have a God that is over the universe and tells the universe what to do. My God in heaven. But the, the Magi, they lived in that space between science and spirituality. And I, I don't know if you all remember the movie Thor. Thor actually tried to tell us about the Magi. Thor told us about the Magi. He was explaining to Jane, and don't, don't you turn your back on me because I look at Marvel. Marvel movies are hilarious. Now, in this scene, he was talking about the, the tree Id Idrisil the great tree between different realms and worlds, Idrisil. And in this scene, he talked about how the Magi lived. He says in this scene, and I quote, your ancestors called it magic, and you call it science. Well, I come from a place where they're one and the same. See, that goes back to the first chart that I show, that flow between science in spirituality or science in sorcery, okay? The reason why the world is getting ahead, the reason why the world is getting ahead is because we refuse to use tools that God really did give. He expects you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He expects you to be transformed by studying the things of God, meditating on the things of God, singing, worshiping, giving he expects you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind but they have taken it and perverted it and put it in uh meditation um uh, yogic meditation they put it in the, the law of attraction they put it in as above so below and then i could talk about the kundalini the kundalini spirit which is a, a coiled serpent wrapped at the base of the spine, that when your, your third eye is open, this, this energy shoots up through the spine, through the pineal gland, and communicates with the universe and give you certain insight. Saints of God, we have the anointing. We have the real thing, but we allow the world to operate in a realm that, that allows them access to spiritual activity, devilish activity. When Christ Jesus has given us an anointing to tap into his spirit and power. That's why I call this place the unction. The unction. So that we can operate in the realms of God. Like I said, there's a theology that teaches that when the apostles died, the Holy Ghost went to sleep. That when the apostles died, there's no more power, there's no miracles, no signs and wonders. Listen, I don't subscribe to that. 
Because I know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I subscribe to, I got to know which way I'm flowing. Because often the difference between flowing in the spirit of God and flowing in the spirit of the world, the zeitgeist, is simply your intention. It's simply your intention. And the people of God have to make sure that our spirits are clear. And you have to make sure that you do not give God a strange fire. And that I'm, I'm at the end of what I'm saying. Don't be manipulated by these pastors. Don't be manipulated by these ministries. Don't be manipulated in, into this spiritualism that's in the church. It's, it's really bad in charismatic movements. Pentecostal holiness charismatic movements because we put our Bible down. And now... Our, our Baptist Presbyterian brothers and sisters, they've put the Holy Ghost down. They don't have the spirit guiding them in nothing. It's just the Bible. And then we refuse the Bible and we just got it by whatever we feel in our spirit. And I'm saying that we have to come back. We have to come back and do right by God. Praise the Lord. So I, I don't want you to be bewildered, befuddled. I want you to know how to operate in the things of God. Allow your spirit to be free. Use the key of the kingdom, the authority of the kingdom, which I understand that it's really about access of the Gentiles into the church. That's what it's really about uh, ultimately. But what is in the church? What do we get access to? We have access to all spiritual blessings. It's not just, okay, we save. I'm saying as the people of God, let us not allow the enemy to manipulate manipulate us any further. Like I said, I could have spent three hours. I didn't get into colors. I didn't get into all my symbols. I didn't get to talk long about the kundalini. Um, I ain't even mess with you because that that onk, and um, I know I'm going to really make some people mad, but that onk, that's also the Christmas tree. <laughs> that's the Christmas tree. It's the sun star and the grove. Because uh, Baal or, or Baal, he's the sun deity. And then Asheroth is the groves or the trees. And when you have the sun shining in the groves, that was the picture of Baal and Asheroth coming together. And that's the symbol of the Christmas tree that everybody puts in their house now. Um, once again, intent. In intent. I I'm not saying that everything puts you in hell. But I am saying, make sure nothing keep you from heaven. Don't have no idols. And don't put nothing before God. As far as me, I don't need nothing but Jesus. I don't care for nothing the devil got. I don't care nothing about the holidays or the whatever. The only thing I care about is the people of God and, and the truth of God and the, the holy scriptures. And at the end of the day, I've given you scripture. I've given you uh, examples. I've given you chords. Like I said, I like, I like that stuff too. I like that stuff too. I can pray, praise the Lord. I can pray. But what I'm saying is, don't get caught in the six. Allow God to seven you. Allow him to perfect you and allow him to grow you. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Y'all put me to work tonight. It's been good. I appreciate these, these viewers. Keep me in prayer. Uh, once again, if you would like to give to this work, please do. Just please give to this work. Share this. Share this teaching. Subscribe to this channel. Share, share, share. Let the people know what we're doing. I also didn't show you. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I, I could go. Let me stop. Let me share because we got more and we're going to teach even greater. God bless you and keep you. Heaven smile upon you. Thank you for being with us this week. We'll see you next week. I think this is.